Welcome to Get It Done Entrepreneurs, where we talk with founders of companies who bet on themselves in one. My name is Rich Lebrun, and I am the founder and CEO of Lebrun Advisory Group. You can find us at rlebrun.com. Our mission is to help our clients build wealth through business ownership. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Our special guest today is Justin Breen. Justin is the, is the founder and CEO of the global PR firm Brepic and exclusively connectivity platform Brepic Network. His newest book, Epic Life, features a forward from Dr. Peter Demandis and has been the number one overall book for sales on Amazon Kindle. It also recently made the Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller list. His book, Epic Business, debuted in 2020 and was an international bestseller in six countries. The purpose of Justin's life is to be a connecting superhero for every visionary entrepreneur and share their stories with the world. He spends most of his day hanging out with his family or talking to and connecting with the world's top visionaries. Justin lives with his family in Northbrook, Illinois, which were neighbors we just found out. And with that said, welcome, Justin, to the show. Yeah, it's great to be here. I know your dad used to say the best way to learn something is to go out and actually do it. And my dad, uh, who was a World War II hero, 61 when I was born, said the cream rises to the top. So uh, yeah. we just talked to or I just talked to the cream that rises to the top or who will do whatever it takes to get there. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm fascinated by your business. I was doing some background uh, reading on you, and uh, I don't think anybody can explain your business than, better than you can. So uh, tell our listeners your story. How does, wh Why did you start the business? What was the story behind it? Any hurdles you had overcome? And uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's your story. Tell it. <laughs> hurdles. That's funny. The uh, I always laugh at that. I know, I know you're trying to tee up a question. I appreciate that. But so <laughs> like... You know, my dad was shot down uh, multiple times in World War II, uh, many times without a parachute, got back in the plane. So my litmus test for someone is, are you someone who will get back into a plane without a parachute or are you going to make an excuse? So I don't I don't understand people that make excuses. It's like it's a confusing thing to me. Um, you know, entrepreneur life, you just you just do it like that's like your dad said, like my dad said. So um I was a journalist for 20 years, created entire uh, entire first company uh, in 2017 based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. So I don't I don't know what PR firms do. They just annoyed me. And uh, I was a journalist, uh, February 10th, 2017. I had job salary cut in half, couldn't find a job. Uh, incorporated April 16th, 2017. Um, and so I was working full-time at half salary from April 16th to June 1st, reached out to 5,000 people to find first five clients. So one out of a thousand said yes. Uh, resigned. I got fifth client on June 1st, resigned the next day. And then Robert Feeder, at the time, he was the top media columnist in the Midwest. He's retired, which is interesting to me. He's retired since then, but he did his story. I started my own firm. So that was just to get first uh, company started. Most people can't. I mean, they're not meant to do that. Um, so now, now I'm I run uh, two companies that only partner with people that'll get into a plane without a parachute. The, define that. Explain that a little more in detail. Yeah, I understand. Right. The, I understand the I understand the the outcome of that, but 
what, explain it to our listeners. What, what are you looking for when? Uh, oh yeah. So my brain turns everything into patterns. Um, and I was a journalist for 20 years, so I don't understand business owner stuff, revenue, employee account, office space. It's, that's not why you, that's not why you get into journalism. Like that's not, so my whole life has always been around purpose, whether it's being an entrepreneur who happened to be a journalist, um, or running a global PR firm or global connectivity platform. I mean, so it's always been based on purpose. So, uh, we only partner with visionaries who live in abundance and who look at things as investments, not costs. So humans, business owners, consultants, uh, they're not visionaries, definitely not human. Uh, and they look at things as cost, not investment. I just don't, I ignore that world because, um, I can't help them. It's not the purpose of my life. And then they're going to not do anything with what I'm saying anyway. So we just connect and partner with visionaries who are changing the world, the, uh, not their world people, the world people. And that's endlessly fun to do that because those are the people that actually change the world. And I can, I can help them do that. And then they allow me to spend time with my family, which is the most important. Can you give us an example? Give us you know, a person changing the world. That's a big, it's like bringing world peace. That's a big concept. Yeah, talk to me is meaningless without an, yeah. So one of my partners is Jack Schuler. Uh, he just turned 82, I think. He's Forbes billionaire, Forbes billionaire. Um, he's giving away all his money. He's given away all of his money, but he's going to give it all away to help underserved kids, underserved kids uh, in Chicago and Milwaukee, go to schools like Harvard and Yale for free. Peter Diamandis wrote the forward for my book. He started X Prize Singular Singularity University. He's one of Elon Musk's good friends. Uh, one of the PR partners, Kathleen Adams, she just started her latest company uh, at age 68 to help people plan uh, the next uh, next 50 years of their life after they turn 68. So people living well past 100 uh, have an entrepreneur who happens to be uh, an attorney based in California. He's expanding his uh, law practice uh, across the United States based on empathy, which is very rare for an attorney. <laughs> so, yes. right. So I don't understand business owner stuff. It's confusing to me. Uh, I'm very grateful for people that do. I just, that's not why you become a journalist. So I just sure. ignore that world and I just focus on people changing the world. And then they connect me to other people changing the world. So there's been no, there's been nothing outbound or selling anything for years. You just create value for highest level people and then they create value for you. It's very simple. So it could be an individual who's uh, changing, doing something with this community. Is, is that working for you or is that to be a bigger that's scale? A, that's, a, that's, a, that's a their world person. Yeah. No, it's got to be a the world. And someone who's changing their community almost certainly will not have uh, the, the level of investment it takes to partner with my firm. They just, I mean, mm -hmm. they might, but I doubt it. I strongly doubt it. Good. Well, thanks for that clarity. Okay. Well, you, you have some definitely, uh, zero, you're zeroed in on what you're trying to accomplish, which we're going to cover a little bit more here yeah. in detail. But looking back, uh, you've been a journalist for quite a while. You start your own company. Anything you would have done differently? Any decisions you no. made? That no, everything... because, no, no, no. Because all of that is just learning lessons from, for, no, I mean, no, because um, all of that was just knowledge for, uh, for where I am now. So most folks, most folks look in a scarcity mindset. Oh, I made this mistake. I shouldn't have done that. No, that's, it was a good learning experience. And everything that has prepared me for this moment and every great thing that's happened in my life, almost without exception, followed a complete disaster. Um, and that was a great learning experience. So, for example, uh, had a terrible relationship, 
uh, and broke up. Next, a couple months later, met my wife. Job salary cut in half, couldn't find a job, started first company. Uh, end of 2018, made more money in one year, uh, less than two years into entrepreneur world, more money in one year than I'd ever thought possible. Never been more miserable in my life. That was a great experience. I'm glad I went through that. So no, no, there's no, no, like, so, but I'm, every experience has prepared me for now. And then if you know where you come from, then you know where you are and you know where you're going. So I just don't, I don't, I mean, no, because that's what, that's what life is. I mean, <laughs> that's what life is, is learning from your mistakes. So mistakes are essential. They're essential. Yeah, I love it. We had a guest on the show here, Jeremy Delk, wrote a book called Without a Plan. And he said, just you know, get in the game, keep going, keep adjusting, you know, adapting, keep going forward. And you learn from you learn from what you've, you've, uh, you've come from. On the other hand, you made some good decisions, though. And let's go on the positive side. That's not the scarcity side. What are some things, decisions you made that really are the catalyst for your success? Oh, I married my wife. Yeah, that's, I mean. Well, there you go. That was a smart thing to say. Well, that's the only thing to say. The first thing I do every day is a grateful journal to her without her, um, without her terrible situation. So usually, usually my brain turns everything into patterns. Um, most of my days talking to ideators who are all over the place, um, ADHD diagnosed or undiagnosed. It's not a, not a disorder. It's a sign of genius. It's mislabeled by human, uh, humans. And then I'm ultra ultra focused. So I turn everything into patterns. So usually, but not always, again, usually, but not always people like us marry stabilizing humans, usually. Um, and so my wife's a pediatrician, love, warmth, empathy, rules, order, calendar items, lists. Um, and then our sons, I see, I think that's your son that works with you, which is wonderful. And your wife too. But the, um, you know, our sons are, uh, they're eight and 10. They're a mixture of her warmth and empathy. And then my get back into a plane without a parachute. So it's a really interesting thing, but no, I mean, without my wife, there's nothing. I mean, both my books, the entire dedication is just to her, not even to my kids. Well, that's a good lead in. Let's let's take a little commercial break. Talk about your company. I know you did a little bit, uh, but tell me describe who you're looking for in a little bit more detail. And if you want to talk about your books, you've written a couple one, a couple of them. I don't know if you want that you want to promote over the other, but feel free. This is your time. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you know, again, like there's been nothing outbound in years there. You just provide value to top people. They provide value to you. So it eliminates competition world. It's all fully collaborative and that's exciting. Um, all I hear is we're tired of being the best secret. We want to be in more news media. It's usually at a global level to create more validity and credibility. So it doesn't matter where the company's located. It doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter how big it's like, are you a visionary? Do you live in abundance or, and do you look at things as investments? If you do great, if you don't, that's fine. I just can't help you. And then second book, second book is Epic Life, How to Build Collaborative Global Companies while putting your loved ones first. So entrepreneurs, most damaged people, they're the most damaged people with the best coping skills, the most trauma, most depression, most anxiety, but they have the highest IQ, highest EQ, highest guts, highest courage. So they use those coping skills to create all this, you know, these massive companies, massive revenue, massive employee count. 
And I talked to one to two folks <clears throat> like that a week, a week that have let entrepreneur life destroy their family life or prevented them from ever having a family. And I don't, I don't understand that. So the second book is how to build collaborative global companies while putting your loved ones first, which is a message I strongly believe in. Yeah. Yeah. Great. A lot of people can't figure that out. So we must, you must have the secret sauce, which everybody needs to know. Not a, yeah, definitely not a secret. I mean, it's that's it. Answer, 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 answer. Because without an answer, what's the point? Right. Now you also you you obviously work for firms as from a PR standpoint, right? But um, but you also put a fairly successful uh, a connecting network event. Do you do that throughout the year? Is it a one time event? Oh, so that's a platform. Um, the formula for creating a successful global company is very simple. As you see a problem, create solution, problem, solve successful global company. So first company annoyed by PR firms created solution. And the second company annoyed by platforms that let everyone in because at the highest level, people don't have time for that. So create a solution. My partner who's in um, who's in San Francisco I would describe him as a visionary integrator. He's full backstage, but um, but full visionary, very high quick start. So he's the one that uh, built the platform, found the team to do that. Um, but no, that's um, there's no in-person meetings as of that. It's just like a it's a SaaS platform. It's a SaaS mm -hmm. platform for the point one percent. Perfect. All right, let's shift. We. Uh... Talk a little bit about the future. So here we are, and I know you have a, you have a good mindset, but I'm going to ask you the question regardless. Uh, 2022, a lot of different headwinds: inflation, labor, you name it, wars. Totally ignore it. I don't even. I don't live in that world in any. I totally ignore it. Yeah. Totally ignore it. You don't watch the news. You don't pay attention no, to it. Journalists for 20 years completely ignore the news. <laughs> no, because that's a. I don't know because that's business owner scarcity world. I ignore it. Yeah. Right. So you my entire world is with my family and talking to visionaries. That's my whole point. There's no competition. Um, and uh, it's really fun to be in this space. Most of the society has no idea what I'm talking about, but the people that do are the ones that are changing the world. So it's like a, it's just a really, usually people like us are aliens within their own family community and vertical. Nobody understands us um, except top entrepreneurs. I didn't know I was that person. Uh, until job salary was cut in half and I was having conversations like this and no one knew what I was talking about. And then I finally found people who understood what I was talking about and they just happened to be top entrepreneurs on planet. So that is what I am. Yeah. We used to say that back in 2008, two people didn't care about the uh, economy. One was Warren Buffett and the other one is uh, people who just pay cash for everything. So when you're in a different world, <laughs> a different mindset, Right. You, you don't you just you don't even pay attention. You move forward. You keep creating. You look for opportunity. Correct. Yeah. So so you're an opportunist today. You're looking if you are telling talking to people ignore ignore the noise. Keep creating. There's opportunity. This is a great time to grow grow out grow out of adversity. Is that is that track along with your thinking? Well, there. I mean, at the highest level, there are no excuses. Only action and investment. I have no. I don't even understand the other. I don't, that makes no sense to me. Um, you know, uh, having a father like that, um, um, you know, 61, when I was born, he was, uh, or I was 13 when he died, I found a diary uh, of his uh, fighting in the Battle of the Hurricane Forest uh, after he died. Um, that was a very deadly battle, uh, Belgian-German border. And, uh, 
his diary. I mean, I write exactly like he does. Um, no BS or fluff. It's just result, result, result. And so like, I don't understand people that won't get into a plane without a parachute. That is a completely like, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you go for it? So most people don't, I just ignore that because I can't help them and they're not going to understand what I'm talking about. So there's endless abundance out there. And, and if you have the right mindset, it attracts the right network and creates the right opportunities. So I just work on my mindset to repel any scarcity, any scarcity repelled, and then abundance creates more abundance. Let's talk about that. You work on your mindset there. So there's a, there's a mind, there's a discipline to that. hundred percent. Cause you, just, you walk out that front door, you're not going to run into too much. That's going to support I don't walk that. out the front door. Well, the front, my front doors meetings like this, because uh, again, people like us are usually aliens within our own family community and vertical. Nobody understands us. So um, I grew up in Northbrook, live in the Northbrook area. You're in Algonquin area. In in those neighborhoods, there might be five people, maybe six that think like may, probably we are my firm's partner with maybe 0.1% of the population. So one out of a thousand, one out of a thousand. So if there's 40,000 people in Northbrook, there's 40, but I think it's probably less than that. And so most people think that's a small number, 0.1%. I go, no, you're not living in abundance. If there's 8 billion people, there's 0.1% is 8 million. I mean, there's mm -hmm. a lot of people, but no, I mean, you're walking out that door. One of my great, one of my great friends, he's in an entrepreneur group called, uh, we're in it together called strategic coach. Um, yeah, I'm uh, familiar with that. Oh yeah. You would like it. You would like it. Um, I've been in that for a couple of years and they're, I'm very confident saying, if not the top, one of the top entrepreneur groups in the world. So he's, um, his name's Pete Kofit. He's a 153 IQ, 140 is genius. He's way above that. And he's an eight quick start, 10 the highest. He's a true visionary. He's like, yeah, most people are, uh, most people are sheep. And then people like us are sheepdogs, sheepdogs. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's an interesting thing. So I'm a, I'm a high fact finder and I looked it up. Uh, there's two primary roles of a, a sheepdog, Science Daily 2006 article, Two only two roles. So you can replace sheepdog with entrepreneur, not business owner, not consultant, not human. You, so sheepdog equals entrepreneur. So the two roles, Science Daily, are keep the sheep in line and push them forward. That's it. That's it. So having a conversation with a sheep isn't going to go anywhere because it's a pointless conversation. And most people, they just want to talk mm -hmm. amongst them. So yeah, I just ignore that world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm very fascinated by this uh, for all the right reasons. Uh, mm. You know, you are well, that's definitely you're a sheep dog, and you spend most of your time talking <laughs> to sheep, and you don't mind it's annoying to you. Well, that's that's why. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, uh, it takes a certain person. You already identified that to uh, <laughs> stay above the stay stay above the line, if we would want to call it that way. Uh, and yeah, I'm just flying the plane. Most people want to land the plane. I just don't. I mean, no, yeah, it's flying well, yeah. What fun is landing it? Fun is flying it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So uh you focus on the people that you that get you and you get them. Yeah. You ignore the the noise. You are a journalist though. Are you a reader? I mean, do you you read things to motivate you, or you just you just kind of stay in that one plane and your conversations motivate you? That's an excellent question. Excellent question. Um, I'm a voracious reader. Um, and then I will dovetail what you said. I was an entrepreneur who happened to be a journalist. I just didn't know that. So journalists who are journalists writing about negative news, political news, if it bleeds, it leads. I never understood 
any of that. They had no, as when I was a journalist, would write about and connect cool people changing the world. So nothing has changed. So I had no idea what they were complaining about and they had no idea what I was doing. It was because alien within our own family community vertical. Um, Number one book besides my dad's diary, which is, I mean, that's a good litmus test. Good litmus test, but Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl, that's number one. I mean, that's the ultimate no. I'm, I'm assuming you've read that. If you haven't, I have. I, oh, I yeah. Have. Yeah, yeah, yeah great, so that's number book. one. That's number one. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, number two? Just number uh, my one. My dad's diary. My dad's oh, diary. Is that actually a published book, your dad's diary? No, but it's a great, it's the greatest. I published some of the excerpts in my in my second book, Epic Life, but you want, I'll give you an example. If you want to. So, yeah, yeah. This, I would. Test. this is graphic. This is graphic for your audience. So, uh, and every day was like this in some capacity. So this is my dad. Okay. Keep them. This is my dad. So, uh, December 25th, 1944. Okay. So Christmas day, 1944, my dad was, um, he was, uh, he was on the ground, uh, in a, and, uh, was watching a firefight with, uh, with, uh, three, uh, three American planes, one Nazi plane and a Nazi plane shot down first two, first two American planes, first two American planes, the third American plane got the Nazi plane and the Nazi pilot jumped out, jumped out of the plane. Parachute didn't open. So my dad and his friends watched the guy explode, explode on the ground. So my dad and his, his uh, soldier friends walked over to the body, uh, got the paperwork. One of them could read German and the, the pilot was uh, 19, 19 years old on his first mission. So that was, I mean, that's, that is in some weird, bizarre way that is entrepreneur life. Most people cannot, but that's yeah. that's what it is. So you can either handle something like that or you make an excuse. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I could probably use some coaching from you. And I'm trying to understand when people want to buy a business, that's the business I'm in. Uh, I have to really get that mindset right from the beginning. It's it's this uh, abundance. Well, they mindset. either have it or they don't. They're, you're yeah. either born someone like this or you're not. I don't. I'm firmly convinced of that. Most people aren't born like this because they're not. Most people would choose to make as much money as you want to only partner with certain types of people, do what you like to do, hang out with your family, but they make excuses. Mm-hmm. But people at the highest level, they just, they don't make excuses. There's are no excuses at the highest level. So, so there's no, <laughs> that's the answer. You either make an excuse or you don't. I just don't understand excuses. Yeah. No excuses at the highest level. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to not ask you this question. I'm going to regurgitate your answer to our listeners who are considering wanting to go leave corporate America or people who are entrepreneurs, own the company, want to expand. Um, no excuses at the highest level. Well, you either can do it or, and you know, you I'm, yeah, you can either do. It. So the um, uh, what separates entrepreneurs from humans? I haven't met one that hasn't overcome at least one of the following four things, most are two or three, and then the really successful ones are all four. So the four things are bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy, two, depression, three, the highest level of anxiety that you can imagine, and four, likely and or possible traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. So most people use those as excuses. Entrepreneurs just, you know, figure it out. But, but you know, the best and worst day and slash moment of my professional career is when my job salary was cut in half. So 20 years of journalism down the drain, in a five minute meeting, that was the worst day of my journalism career and the best day. That is not even in top 50 worst days of being an entrepreneur, not even 
probably not even top hundred now. Um, cause it's been over five years. So most people can't handle that. They're not meant to right. do. Yeah. So the people in corporate that have been in corporate for like 20, 30 years, and they're still thinking about it, the odds that they actually do something at this point are like, they're minuscule unless they get forced out and then they will figure out if they can handle this. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting, you know, in business, there's a saying success breeds success, but I would say in your world, abundance breeds abundance. When you're 100%. in that conversation, when you're in that conversation day in, day out, uh, the rest of the world just kind of goes around about itself. And uh, you it's just, cheap and cheap. that's, ex I mean, so most people think that sounds arrogant. Most, most people do. But a true entrepreneur understands that's just confidence. So like yeah. there are, and then confidence attracts confidence, like abundance attracts abundance. So, so like there are things that a child can do that I, I, I mean, like, I don't know how to hold a pencil, right? Uh, it's very hard for me to tie shoes. Like I'm not, I, my kids are like, dad, why can't you do this puzzle with us? I'm like, well, I, it's a nightmare for me. But in terms of like what I'm really good at, I just stay in that. So that's just confidence. And that just attracts confident entrepreneurs who are great at one or two things. So like you said, it just eliminates all this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as I said from the beginning, this is going to be a fascinating conversation. And, uh, you know, I'm going to say for our listeners, you know, you'll know, you know, if you're that person. hundred uh, percent. By the way, and um, by the way, if you're not that person, that's fine. I mean, the most of the world's not that it, they're not that per if everyone was like me the world it would be chaos it'd be complete <laughs> insanity i mean think about that it would be that's why people like us usually marry stabilizing humans yeah um yeah. so there i mean i i mean so it's not a bad thing it's just that's just no, we, we couldn't we couldn't operate i always say if everybody was own their own company we'd have no employees so uh we need we right. need people we need people of all different components uh to make this world go around right um but you're making a bigger world going around. You're making a difference. And, and, uh, and the people you're hanging around with are changing the world. So that's got to be, I can't think of anything more exciting to be a part of. Well, right. Why would you not? That's what I don't understand. Why would you not want to do that? That's why I don't understand business owner stuff. Like, well, why wouldn't you want to think much bigger than that? And by the way, I've always thought like that, even when I was an entrepreneur who happened to be a journalist. So that's why it's been a foreign, like when COVID happened a day after that, I posted, this will be the greatest opportunity for anyone with the right mindset. I would have posted that as a journalist. Like, that's just what it is. It's like a, it was an, and it's been the greatest opportunity for anyone with the right mindset of all time. I mean, like the second company I started basically have never met my partner in person. We've done met twice. We created an exclusive invite connectivity platform. We have a book coming out. Uh, in a couple months with with the editor of Private Wealth Magazine. Um, and it's about how to build a family office, multifamily office. I have no idea how to do that, but it talks about it talks about um, uh, um, my the new company being the connectivity platform for people like that. And then the editor of Private Wealth, his name is Russ Allen Prince. Um, in the family office space, he's like number he's number one, and then he's the editor of that magazine. They have 2,000 subscribers. Average revenue is eight figures per subscriber. So he keeps doing stories on me and my companies and stuff. And I'm like, it's just because you get back into a plane without a parachute. That's that's what it is. And so those are the things that happen if you if you actually have the focus and the mindset and the guts to do something. You might have said this before. Let me just ask you a question. When did you know you had this? I'll call it. Oh, skill. I was born. No, I was born with this. 
Yeah. You're either born someone like this or you're not. I mean, so like, and I was born with a story. Like I was just born to be this person. And again, I strongly feel like that. Like you're either born like this or you're not. So my dad, when he was in his late fifties, uh, late fifties, a drunk driver hit him. A drunk driver hit him, drunk driver killed, dad broke every bone in his body. And then my mom was his nurse. So my mom was 27 when I was born, 34 year difference. And most of my days talking to top entrepreneurs on planet. My mom has more hustle than any of them. I've never met anyone ever with more hustle than my mom. So I'm the combination of war hero shot down multiple times in combat. My dad became an attorney in the Nuremberg trials, came from nothing, came from nothing, no excuses, told me every day from age five to 13 that the cream rises to the top. So I have no tolerance for people that that will not do that. And then my mom, ultimate hustle, survive and thrive. And then my wife, our first date was the day before she started medical school. Mm-hmm. So that, <laughs> I mean, so like, don't, I will have, I'll have conversations with people, but I do not want to hear excuses because that is not acceptable to me in any capacity. It seems like you found your stride here recently, though. Would that be fair to say or no? And when you, well, you left, when you left people, journalism, I found people who understood what I was talking about. When I was a journalist, the people I interviewed, I was endlessly amazed by them because they weren't making excuses and they could understand me. Um, and then I would say starting first company with zero business background, it took a couple of years. I was in, in the wrong rooms with the wrong. I was in rooms with business owners or consultants and they had no idea what I was talking about. Um, and it was hilarious because um, this is a funny story. You'll appreciate this. The, one of these rooms was, was like $500 a year, $500. That's fine. I was having a conversation with the guy. He's an employee. He's like, well, we had a lunch conversation. He's like, well, I have no idea what I have no idea what you're talking about, but the owner of my company does. And so the owner was like, uh, his name's Gary Clavin. So Gary, Gary's a genius, definitely a genius. He um, he uh, was number uh, number one in his Army Rangers graduating class. Number graduated at the top of that. He's most at peace when he's driving 200 miles an hour, which I can definitely relate to that. And he's like, well, you're not $500 a year group. You're, you need to join this 10,000 a year, which is strategic coach. He's a coach in that. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do that. Um, and then I finally started to understand or find people who understood what I was talking about. And so now I'm in two that are 25K a year each. I'd easily invest 50K a year in them each because I can talk to someone who, where there's a two-way conversation. But it didn't start out as 25 a year, 25K a year. It started at $250 a year. Yeah. Love I don't it. understand what I was talking about. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, you know what? Thank you for your time today. Um, if anybody ever feels they have this uh, mindset of abundance and they want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Oh, they, oh thank you. I, I appreciate it. I would like to know your Colby score, if you can find it or take it again. Uh, most visionaries are high quick start, uh, little to no follow through. I'm high quick start and high follow through, which is very rare, but and we're both high D's, so you'll probably right. do it. But the um, uh, Justin Breen on LinkedIn is fine. Justin Breen on LinkedIn. Well, we'll put that in the show notes. Justin, thanks uh, for your time. Thanks for sharing your vision. A very exciting and far-reaching conversation. And uh, again, I, I can I can understand that that'd be the most exciting place to live. Is there, a friend of mine told me there's a world within this world if we look for it. And I think you've created your own world. 100% created own own game with own rules. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Well, I hope you have a great day in uh, in Chicago here, and uh, we get some uh, decent weather before the snow comes. So nice talking <laughs> to you, Justin. Thank you, Rich. Rich LeBrun here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Get It Done Entrepreneurs. If you are a successful business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit us at rlebrun.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form and we will reach out to you. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag GetItDoneEntrepreneurs. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, rlebrun.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.